today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. We haven't talked about uh, LRT in a while, so let's give it a go. The motion for the HSR to run the LRT in Hamilton has passed. Only two councillors that were present voted it against it. That was uh, Aidan Johnson and Robert Pursuta. Uh, it seems kind of odd at the end of the day because I'm not sure exactly how much weight all of this carries, and I think it's more politics than anything. To talk more about all of this, Ryan McGreal is with us. Editor, raise the hammer, and on the line now. Hello, Ryan. Thanks for taking the time to join us today. Hi, Scott. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, so are you surprised by this vote uh, by council to go ahead and, and, and see what happens with this? Well, I mean, I'm not surprised only because... I watch, you know, I, I saw the General Issues Committee last week vote on this. Um, it's a little surprising for the issue to come up at all this late in the process. Uh, I, I think the best time to have had this conversation was a couple of years ago before the city and Metrolink signed the memorandum of agreement on actually uh, building and provisioning the LRT system. So that agreement um, makes it very clear that Metrolink is going to own this LRT system. They're responsible for uh, provisioning it, designing it, constructing it, operating it, maintaining it, the whole thing. And Metrolinx normally follows, um, it's a, a public-private partnership model, a P3 model. So uh, what they do is is uh, they put out a contract for a consortium to come in, and the contract is to design, build, finance, operate, and maintain the system. Now, in a city like Toronto, where the TTC already has experience running a rapid transit system, they will do a design, build, finance, maintain contract and have the TTC operate it. Um, their position has been that for a city that doesn't have rapid transit experience, um, that they want the operation to go to an experienced consortium that's, you know, that's large and established enough that they can build and operate and maintain the whole system as a, as a whole package. Now, Metrolinx will own the system uh, permanently, and the contract is basically to build it and then operate it for 30 years. So I guess I'm not a huge fan of public-private partnerships. There's some arguments for them and some arguments against them. Uh, one of the nice things about this particular model is that the same company that built it also has to operate it. So they actually have an incentive not to cut corners when they're building the thing. So your likelihood of a situation like what happened with our stadium becomes much reduced because if they cut corners or if things aren't being done properly, they have to own that down the road. Uh, if you take operation out of that, or if you take maintenance out of that, it changes the economics of the, the build a little bit. And, uh, and there's some you know, possible potential there. Um, in terms of having uh, HSR employees operate the system, I think that's a great idea in principle. I have no problem with it. I'm concerned about the idea that LRT would be overseen by city council, though, because uh, city council has a 30-year track record of not doing a very good job of managing and properly funding transit in the city. So if this is going to work, those HSR um, employees would have to be somehow directly accountable to Metrolinx. Um, will this vote have any weight with Metrolinx? I mean, is this a moot point? Well, ultimately, you know, Metrolinx has policies that they adhere to, uh, you know, and they are an arm's length uh, crown agency. But fundamentally, the purse strings for this project are being held uh, very clearly by the Ontario government. This is ultimately a political issue. And it's going to be the politicians who make the final decision on whether Metrolinx is going to, to kind of bite and go along with this. The, the danger, and it's a significant political risk, is that if they decide, okay, we're going to have the HSR operate LRT, then what happens is if you go back to this past February, Metrolinx put out what's called a request for proposals, which essentially uh, they're inviting consortia 
to come in and explain why they should be allowed to bid on this project. So the qualification process is Metrolinx looks through the various submissions they get and they evaluate those companies to decide, okay, is this company large enough? Are they established enough? Do they have the experience? Do they have a good track record that we think that this will be a successful contract? From that, they develop a short list of actual bidders. Then they are invited to submit a uh, proposal to build and operate the system under a uh, request for proposals or RFP system. The RFP is supposed to be going out now, but if we decide that we want to take operation and maintenance out of the contract, then that request for qualifications is null and void. We have to start over. and That means we lose at least four months of lead time. Then you get into a situation where we're not going to be able to sign a contract to build this until after the June 2018 provincial election then LRT all of a sudden becomes a political football, and it's in play during that election once again. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.